Good morning and welcome to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative coming to you this morning from the Siouxland Chamber's radio studio located in the lower level of the Chamber of Commerce building at 101 Pier Street in the heart of downtown Sioux City. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Justin Barker of Powell Broadcasting, we want to begin by thanking our program sponsor, Chris Bogenreef of NAI United. Chris was our guest last week, and we did the first of two episodes wrapping up calendar 2023 and focusing on the Siouxland regional economy We didn't get as deep into the economy a week ago as we'd like to or as we would have preferred, and so we've brought Chris back for a second episode where we can focus extensively on commercial real estate, focus on the office, retail, and industrial sectors, and then we're going to touch upon some residential statistics as well, not Chris's area of of expertise as he's on the commercial side, but certainly something that he is well aware of. Chris, welcome back for the second week in a row to Grow Siouxland. Thank you, Chris. Enjoy being here every year. It's a pleasure to have you back, and and each year we kind of wrap up the year or kick off the year with some of the statistics related to uh, real estate in our Siouxland market. A quick recap for those who may not have been with us last week. You're a Kingsley, Iowa native uh, in junior high and high school. You went to the eastern side of the state or the central part of the state, finished at Hampton High School, came back to study business at Morningside College, now known as Morningside University, where you met your lovely wife, Joy, and and the father of three children and now a grandpa. So congratulations. Thank you. uh, Thank you. And I actually met my wife in seventh grade in Hampton, Iowa. Is that right? And she followed you to Morningside. Our senior year, she came over. We got married, and she moved over. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a great story. And uh, so today, you have one grandchild and uh, another uh, son who just got recently engaged and a daughter who just graduated from college. So uh, congratulations to you and your family. And as we wrapped up last week, Chris, we were kind of focused on the ever-changing and evolving marketplace for commercial real estate. And COVID had a profound impact on commercial real estate. Tell us what that impact was, what the dip was, and where we are today. Yeah. So as we discussed uh, last time, you know, Sioux City is pretty fortunate because a lot of our offices, especially downtown, had been converted to apartments already. But a lot of the bigger markets that have big central business districts with a lot of office buildings are suffering greatly. In fact, they say 40% of the offices in the United States are going to have to get converted to something else because they're never coming back. But if you look, if you go back to Sioux City and look at our, our statistics here, I've got a kind of a picture of what our commercial building permits have done in the last five years. So, 2019, pre-COVID, we had 148 commercial building permits. 2020, that went down to 117, kept dropping. And now 2023, we're back up to 130. So we're almost back to pre-COVID levels for commercial construction. But let's talk about the significance of that dip, because you bring the statistics with you. It dipped by nearly 50%. Yeah, it went from uh, 148 so let's pre-COVID, call it 100, 150. 150, down to 75 in 2022. It's incredible. Yeah. That is the impact of COVID. And I'm not sure everybody realizes how dramatic that dip is. I mean, to see it cut by full 50%, and now we're storming back. 
That's correct. Now, if you look at the values, though, uh, that, that was the permits issued. If you look at commercial building permit value, so pre-COVID 2019, $215 million of commercial building permit values. That dropped to 56 the year COVID hit. Cut by 75%. Right. And has been gradually building back up. In 2023 was 118 million. We're still quite a bit short of pre-COVID. Off. We're still 100 million short. Uh, so it, it had a huge impact. But fortunately, it had less of an impact here in Sioux City than it did in most me- in a lot of bigger metros. You're listening to Grow Siouxland on KSEJ 1360 AM 94.9 FM, where our guest today is Chris Bogenry, who serves as the president of NAI United and. Chris, when we talk about the impact of COVID and the changing uh, dynamics of commercial real estate, I'm reminded of the 2008 recession. Because when that happened, I remember having this conversation with you. We don't see the high highs in the market, but we don't see the low lows either. And some communities were absolutely savaged by that 2008 recession Mm -hmm. because they had speculated heavily on real estate and lost big time. Right. Yeah, and I I would say that apply. You are correct about Sioux City. Even through the recession in 08, 09, it didn't impact us that much. It was my worst year in my career out of, you know, 25 years in my career, that was by far my worst year. But it wasn't because my clients didn't have the money. They just sat on the sidelines for a year and did nothing and just waited to see what was going to happen. Yeah, I'm not sure that I have the timing exactly right, but I think there was a a great deal of market uncertainty as well. So not only that, but we were looking at the federal government. They were taking on some monumental legislation, and people were uncertain about which direction that would go. And so people just sat on the sidelines. Right, right. Yeah, the Midwest weathered the storm pretty well, but all the money sat on the sidelines. And it, and it always hits us later than the bigger markets. They got hit late 07, 08. We got hit in 09. Everybody just pulled back and did nothing. But then in 10, huge year. Bounce back and, in. And then it continued to be great ever since until COVID. And actually, COVID didn't hurt us too bad other than mostly office and retail for a bit. It didn't slow down industrial. It didn't slow down multifamily. It didn't slow down single family. It, it really just hit the office retail market, you know, through the peak of COVID. But what it has done, of course, is dramatically impacted the costs of construction. Yes, and thankfully we saw the peak of those costs a couple years ago, and things have gotten a little more back to normal, but they're still way above what they were pre-COVID. So it's it's very expensive to build anything. And there continues to be supply chain issues, which also contributes to that inflation. Is that correct? That's correct. There, there's a, still a couple stragglers out there, like electrical components and VAV boxes for your heating system. There's still supply chain issues in a few sectors, but it's pretty much worked out now. But what's changed is now Home Depot just leased a big warehouse in North Sioux City. Because they don't want to be caught with supply chain issues again. So they, le- they put extra inventory right here in our market just to, be, just to be in control of the supply chain a little more. And they're doing that all over the country. Chris, you talk about 
um, the impact on commercial real estate. There are several elements of that office, retail, industrial. Industrial remains strong. Office has taken quite a hit. What do we see in retail? Retail actually, you know, we had some a lot of big box vacancies five years ago with the Kmart's and the, the old Walmart's and the Shopco's and the, um, what else? Well, the mall had a lot of big box vacancies. Those have all filled up. Those are completely gone. And no one's building new retail. In fact, Lakeport Commons is, you know, what was that, 2007? Maybe even before that. We haven't had a lot of new retail construction. So our retail market is actually pretty solid. In fact, we just had a vacancy where Bed Bath Beyond was. And we've got three national retailers fighting for that space. So that's obviously a good good sign because they're seeing something in in our local economy. One of the other things that I get asked a lot uh, or in a lot of inquiries, the number of hotels, that to me seems to be a reflection of demand because those major flags aren't coming in without doing their their market research. Oh yeah. Yeah, this this was a really underserved market. Um I think the 2010 and the 2020 I think after the 2010 census, we started showing up on their radars. And then that was doubly verified after the 2020 census. And you just saw that we were an underserved market. And they started coming in. I don't, I th- I don't think we even had a Marriott product in Sioux City. And now we have three or four all at once in the last few years. Interesting. And we've probably added nine new hotels in this market just in the last few years. But I think the other problem was we had a lot of older substandard hotels. So our our hotel product was aging. And so we see that replacement. And I know a lot of people have wondered about that. You're listening to Grow Siouxland. Our guest today is Chris Bogenreef, the president of NAI United Real Estate. Chris has over two decades of professional experience and expertise in commercial real estate where he focuses on office, retail, and industrial. In the second half of our program this morning, we're going to visit with Chris about some of the trends that he's seeing in commercial real estate, but we're also going to touch upon residential in the tri-state area. My name is Chris McGowan. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Justin Barker, we want to thank you for listening and also thank Chris Bogenreef, who serves as the sponsor of this weekly Grow Siouxland radio program. We'll be right back with Chris Bogenreef and focusing on the tri-state area and specifically looking at communities in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota after this short commercial break. Looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial property in Siouxland? One call is all you need. NAI United, the largest and highest producing commercial real estate firm in Siouxland. Speak with Bo Bronger, Nick Madsen, Aaron Rooney, Nate Connolly, or Chris Bogenreid. NAI United has the answers to your questions for commercial real estate in all corners of Siouxland. All NAI agents are licensed in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Put NAI United to work for you today. Go to NAIUnited.com and learn more. NAI United, uniquely positioned to serve your needs. Welcome back to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. Our guest today, Chris Bogenreef, the president of NAI United. And for those who have been listening for many years, you may recall that Chris Bogenreef is the founder of the Grow Siouxland radio program and for the first several years served as the program host. 
We're visiting with Chris about commercial real estate, and he talks specifically about office, retail, industrial within that commercial segment. Chris, we're also seeing some some trends in residential. Not all good. <laughs> we could use some more construction there. Yeah. Uh, if you're a seller of a home, you're in a good position because there's very little new construction. And little inventory. With and very little inventory. Um, in fact, if you look at um, just in Sioux City as an example, uh, single family permits value. So pre-COVID... 2019, 20 million. 2022, 91 million in in permits. And then in August of 22, if you recall, that's when the feds jacked up the interest rates to slow down the economy. And in 2023, it went back down to 20 million. It's 2019 a, level. It's amazing to see that. It it worked. They slowed down the economy, but we've virtually had very few lot sales since those rates went up. Because not only are you you're buying a lot, but you got to finance a home at a much higher interest rate. So three, four percent money is now seven, eight percent money, and it has a profoundly negative impact on economic growth, at least in in residential yeah, housing. Yep, for sure. And if you look around the metro, just just as an exit, 2023 snapshot, Sioux City had 203 building permits. Not too bad. Um, South Sioux, 21. Sergeant Bluff, 128. They had a pretty Very good strong. year. Yeah. And then Dakota Dunes and North Sioux City, six each. So... Uh, We'd yeah. like to see those numbers pick up, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, it's interest rate driven, and that's what's going on. And it's not only interest rates, but the construction costs too. Speaking of uh, looking at Sergeant Bluff and North Sioux City and South Sioux City, let's take a moment and talk about the economy in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. And let's start on the South Dakota side in, in Dakota Dunes and North Sioux City. What are you seeing? Uh, seeing a lot of pent-up demand for what I'd call workforce housing. There, I heard an interesting stat the other day that of the six to 8,000 people working in North Sioux City, South Dakota, guess how, what percent live there? 7%. I heard the same number when we were in Pier visiting with Governor Nome and her administration uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, so where's the other 93%? They're, they're driving in from Iowa and Nebraska and if they had a chance, they'd like to live close to where they work. And capitalize on the climate, the tax climate, right, for the lack income. of income tax. And so there's a huge demand for workforce housing. And, and we see that in the union crossing proposal that is under consideration right now. Correct, correct. And I think a lot of it is workforce housing is a new, a fairly new term that a lot of people don't understand. They don't understand the difference between subsidized housing, low-income housing, and workforce housing. These are young professionals that are coming out of college and trying to get uh, a place to live near where they work. Absolutely. And, and they you, have nothing. As you, see, nothing. as you see companies like Sterling growing and bringing young professionals into our market, those young professionals and sometimes the trailing spouse and a young family are looking for a place to live. Right, right. And in the case of South Dakota, you have to live and work or work and live in South Dakota to capture that income tax advantage. That's right. And that's why there's a, a huge demand right now for multifamily. Um, you're seeing a lot of storage units that follow multifamily um, office fairly soft 
out on the South Dakota side. Um, industrial, anything that comes available is gobbled up Quickly. immediately. Yeah. And, and, and that's true, really, in Sioux City and South Sioux City as well. Well, let's use that as a, as a segue to South Sioux City and the Nebraska side. What kind of trends do you see uh, in South Sioux City, Nebraska, under the long leadership uh, over four decades now of Lance Hedquist? You know, they, they have a lot of unique projects over there because they're so far on the cutting edge of new technologies for municipalities and, and, and all kinds of things on that side. But it's still a probably more of a residential community than, um, you know, there's... But there are some great industries over there like Lightform that have been expanding and um, F.L. Smith and, uh, you know, they they've got some great companies, but... What the most exciting part is probably what Ho Chunk has done along the river there, opening that up for development, and then a lot of multifamily developers have come in near the soccer fields and brought in a lot of new product, which I would call workforce housing, uh, to that community. And they just have a lot of great amenities over there uh, with the soccer fields and the tennis center and the and the the veterans park and. There's even a new development they're trying to get off the ground that's geared for veterans, and it's a, like a $70 million master plan where veterans can have, an, have their work and live and have a lot of amenities for veterans. So that's kind of a unique project over there. Great to see in the Freedom Park uh, has been a great addition uh, right on the edge of Flatwater Crossing and the, the development led by uh, Lance Morgan, the CEO of Ho-Chunk. And Lance currently serves as the chair of the board of directors of the Siouxland Initiative. And to kind of round out our conversation in, in the last five minutes that we have together, Chris, after back-to-back episodes, tell us what you're seeing on the Iowa side. Let's begin in Sergeant Bluff, and then we'll draw back to uh, Sioux City proper. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, the number of building permits in Sergeant Bluff is pretty impressive. There's there's good growth there. And um, they do have an industrial park on the south end of town where they've got some decent sites for industrial expansion. I think when you see the new interchange that there that I think was put in the Iowa DOT capital budget uh, maybe the next five years. Yep, that's exactly yeah. right. And that, that's going to support the economic development that's taking place near Cold Link, and there's some land available down there. And so that's going to be an interstate interchange uh, that will be south of the airport, but north of Port Neal. Right. Yeah, and that's going to affect Sergeant Bluff. That that is going to help it grow because it's going to open up a lot of land for new in- industry down there. But uh, yeah, Sergeant Bluff is is uh, is is a growing community, and Sioux City. Um, there's a lot going on, especially downtown. Um, I think. In Sioux City, you're going to see a lot of development in the next five years on the north side. You know, where the, there's a water park announced up there, and uh, the Lori family has about 500 acres up there that's ripe for development up there on Outer Drive and the bypass. There's just a lot of land that I, is available. So I think you'll see, I'm, I would even predict that our next retail big box will be on the north side. And that's going to kick off a lot of new development up there. And that's something that I think the entire community would welcome. We've seen most of the development taking place on the east side or in Morningside or more specifically in the Singing Hills area. Is that accurate? That's accurate. But Walmart on Floyd has proven that there is a retail market on the north side. And that's why I think you're going to see more big boxes go up on that in that region. 
and, and, and a lot of other product as well. Well, a week ago, we talked about the bridge named after Russ Christensen. Uh, this week, we talk about a bridge that's named after Irving Jensen Jr., um, basically connecting Outer Belt um, to Business 75 and then to Highway 75, the bypass that shoots up to Lamar's. Um, but with that new water park there, I would expect that we could see some demand for real estate in that area. Yeah, I, I do. I think you, you'll continue to see more development in that area. And, uh, and while we're on that neighborhood, uh, next to the new jail, there's a mental health uh, group that's building there. And I just want to point that out because that's a big trend we're seeing right now. I think there's 10 new mental health clinics that have opened new offices in this community, in the metro, just in the last year. So finally, the federal government, state government, are finally funding mental health, which is so good to see because everyone's been underserved in that area. Well, and, and as you may know, the chair of the board of directors of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce this fiscal year is Mandy Graham, the COO of Great West Casualty. And Mandy has prioritized ment- mental health as issue number one for the Siouxland Chamber to focus on and supporting our business communities in the coming year. Um, so yes, it is important and it is something that we're seeing tremendous growth uh, in those facilities. Chris, in the final uh, 60 seconds that we have together, we did very well in the national rankings for economic development in calendar 2022. We'll see new rankings come out in the next month or so for calendar 2023. What's your forecast for 24? How do things look in Siouxland? Well, I think relative to the rest of the country, we'll do fine. Um, I think it, you're going to see it still be a little slow due to the high interest rates and the cost of construction. But relative to the number of projects around the country, I think we'll fare pretty well. Um, I did notice Plymouth is no longer part of our MSA as of 2020. Um, but I, I do think we are in a very stable area with our food processing agricultural base, and we're going to continue to shine in economic development for cities our size. Well, that's certainly a strength of our community. And Chris, thanks for all you do to support economic development in the tri-state Siouxland region. You've been listening to Grow Siouxland. Our guest, Chris Bogan-Reef, who is the president of NAI United, as well as the sponsor of this program. Chris, let's do this uh, sooner than 12 months from now. All right, that's a deal. We'll get you in in (laughs) midsummer. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Saturday. Make it a great weekend.